What's up, mamas? Welcome back to High Five Motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and today we are diving into another Thrive Tribe series for our Back to School series, right? We are going to go all into how to create a back to school evening routine that is going to create an awesome morning for you and your kiddos. Okay, this is going to be something that just kickstarts your kiddos to an awesome morning routine with what? a supportive evening routine. Okay. This is kind of what builds us and grows us into that awesome morning routine. You have to get good quality sleep in order to get up and get that awesome morning routine. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Mom life. It's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow. And we all know there'll be little bumps along the way, but why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. I am so excited you're back. Okay, this back to school series is just lighting me up. I am so excited about it. And I'm telling you, all of us are kind of just in this back to school phase, like kind of getting back into our routines. And it's kind of cool to feel like we all just are doing the same thing at the same time and we're all thriving together. I love it. Diving right in, we have a few tips that will kind of get you um, started on how to create that evening routine that will work really well for you and your kids to get that good quality night's sleep. Number one, start with the end in mind and work backwards. Okay. So instead of, in, I'm sorry, instead of starting with the beginning of your evening routine, we're going to start with the end and kind of work backwards so we can see what time we really need to actually start this whole evening routine process. Decide what time your kiddos need to be in bed by in order to get that adequate quality sleep for their age level. According to the Sleep Foundation, toddlers, which is going to be like your one two-year-olds, they need to have 11 to 14 hours of sleep. Now, this is going to be naps included. So if they're still taking naps, you can kind of add that in. Or if you want to just do that for their sleep and then add in nap on top of that, you're welcome to do that as well. But this is just kind of a general guideline, okay? Three to five years is going to be your younger children age group, and they are 10 to 13 hours. Again, naps included if they are still taking naps. Older children, it would be six to 13 years or six to 12 years I have. So anywhere between six and 13 years is going to be your older children age group, and they are going to be nine to 12 hours of sleep. And then your 13 to 18 years, kind of your teenagers is going to be the eight to 10 hours of sleep, which is pretty much, you know, your adults, right? So we're having closer sleep rhythms with our children as they are teens. Thinking about all of those age groups and all of the hours of sleep that they need, now you're going to ask yourself these questions. What time do you want them waking up? Do you want your toddlers and children, school children, everyone working waking up at the same time? Or do you want your toddlers sleeping in a little bit later while the older kids are getting ready for school? You know, there's there's so many different factors that can go into this depending on what kids you have, what age levels they are and whatnot. So you decide what time you want each age group to wake up or if you want them all to wake up at the same time. And from there, you are going to check and see how much child or how much sleep each child needs and then designate a bedtime per child. The reason why I say per child is because not only do they need different amounts of sleep, but they will be getting to bed at a different time according to what time they're going to wake up. Okay. 
Um, or you can have different wake-up times if you want them to all go to bed at the same time. So you decide kind of how you want to make this work. But for us, um, me and my family, we've decided to have the same wake-up time for all kids because no matter what we try to do, all of them tend to get up at the same time because they're nice and um, loud in the mornings and really excited for the day. (laughs) So it's hard to keep the little ones asleep. So we've found that it's easiest for us to just have staggered bedtimes and have them all get up at the same time. So for our staggered bedtime, um, we start with our little toddler. He starts to go to sleep around 6.30 p.m. That sounds really early, but it actually works out perfect for him to be able to get um, enough sleep to be able to wake up the time that we'd like him to in the morning, okay? So our toddler goes to bed around 6.30. Then we have um, our older toddler or our younger child, I guess it'd be in the younger children age group. Um, he would be going to sleep closer to like, you know, 7, 7.30-ish, and then older children would maybe be 7.30 or 8 o'clock at the latest. I don't like them to go – none of my kids, I like them to go to bed any later than 8 o'clock be, because I already know that once I put them in bed – They may not actually fall asleep the time that I want them to be asleep by. So if you want them asleep by, say, 8.30, don't put them to bed at 8.30 because it will take them some time to wind their bodies down to fully fall asleep. So if you want them in bed by 8.30, like actually asleep, then maybe try around 7.30 or 8 o'clock to get them in bed, depending on how long your child takes to get their mind and their body to wind down to be able to get that adequate sleep. Okay, so... um, Staggered bedtimes can be a great thing. It's totally up to you if you want to do a staggered bedtime or a staggered wake-up time. But either way, do what you can to get them to have the amount of sleep that they need for their age level so that they are a happier child during the day. Number two, start with family dinner together at the kitchen table. So I have an entire episode already recorded on this. It is episode 59, and you can look to that episode for more details on everything about family dinner, why it's important to gather at the table and have screens off and all of that. I'll just give you a few quick little tips right now, but if you want more details and are more curious about family dinner time and why it's so important and magical to have it at the dinner table screen-free, then you can go ahead and check out episode 59, okay? That is benefits of having family dinner and just what's so magical about it, okay? Having a healthy and well-balanced meal all together as a family, has so many benefits. One of it is you just get automatic connection time where you know everyone's got a time to, like a they've designated a time and a place to be together for whether it's a half an hour, hour, or whatever your time is. Everybody has to eat dinner and everyone likes to gather in the kitchen anyways to get food before they go to their different things that they're doing, whether they're hanging out with friends, you know, they have practices or whatever's going on, homework, whatever, right? It's, it's just a time where you can just automatically know you're going to be able to gather as a family and a time where you can have important conversations that are just ways to really connect with each other, okay? So this is a really important time to turn off our screens. Screens are literally meant to be addictive. That's a whole nother rabbit hole I'm not going to go into right now, but it's really, really, really important to keep this time sacred and screen-free. It's just you and your family, time to connect with each other. This is the time where you can talk about each other's day and actually get to know your family again and know what's going on in their lives and how you can help out, how you can be there for them. And as your kids have conversations, it will actually spark um, new conversations and questions. And you're going to be able to answer things that you wouldn't have been able to answer had they not had the 
um, feeling of connection so that they felt like they could open up, right? Conversations like these don't happen when we have a screen. We laugh together. We may say a few little comments like, oh, that was funny, whatever, but we're not really having true deep connection because our focus is on a screen, not the other person and everything that's going on inside of them, right? Family dinner is amazing. It is the thing that kind of kickstarts the evening on a good note. And it's a time where we can gather and eat a good meal together. That also teaches them all of the benefits of eating healthy, eating a well-balanced meal, right? We're not just having grease food, right? We, we want to make sure we're feeding them good, good food. If we are having good protein and healthy fats and fruits and vegetables and, you know, healthy carbs and all these things, these are good to teach our kids all of the importance of a healthy, well-balanced diet because that not only aids in nutrition for them to live a healthier lifestyle, but it actually it helps them to sleep better. It helps them to act better. It helps them to focus more in school. It helps them to have better attitudes at home, to be happier. So if you're dealing with bad attitudes, disrespect, if you're dealing with tiredness, hanger, if you're dealing with um, ADHD type tendencies where they're just hyperactive and crazy, or they're like super lethargic and like dead to the world. And they have this terrible attitude where just everything is awful, right? All of these things can benefit from having a healthy, well-balanced meal, having connection with family time and, or I'm sorry, having connection during family dinner time, among other things that we're going to talk about in this episode. So Keep an open mind as you're listening to these things. You can implement it how you want with your family, but I'm just providing you information of things that I've researched, things that I've been through, and how it's benefited my family, and I feel it can do the same for yours if you give it a chance, okay? So just keep an open mind as you're listening, even if you differ in opinion, and that's totally fine if you still do even after this. We can still be friends, right? (laughs) That's the best thing that makes the world go round is our differences, so it's okay. All right, so screens off. Have healthy, well-balanced meal, stay together with connection and sit at the table with the phones away in a basket. It's not part of your place setting. You don't have your phone there with your fork and your napkin and all those things, right? We put them away, turn them off, set them in another room, whatever, right? Put them on silent. I don't care what you do with them. Just don't have them at the table with you. Don't have it be a distraction. Make your kiddos know that this is the one moment, at least one moment in the day, hopefully more, but at least one where they are your everything. Okay. You have nothing more important than to focus on them. It's just you and them completely focused on each other. Laundry's not more important. Dishes aren't. Work isn't. Um, their homework isn't. Their friends aren't. Nothing is more important than time with, spent with your family at the dinner table. Hey there, mama. I just wanted to pop in and say that we have a huge back to school sale coming up. Get so excited for August 7th through September 7th, because we are going to have our HFM productivity planners, the digital download for sale, 15% off and all of our printables, not just some, but all of our printables are 10% off from now, August 7th through September 7th. So this is going to be kind of the thing that kicks off our back to school summit, which will be September 5th and 7th, starting at noon Mountain Standard Time. So if you are ready to get into back to school things and get systems and routines in place and 
have printables to help you with all the things all along the way and get your planner ready to go so that you are prepared for that crazy schedule that's coming up with school, I want you to get in right now and get your code, which is B2S15 for the productivity planner for 50% off or the other code, which is B2S10 for 10% off all printables, okay? Again, B2S15 or code B2S10 for those printables and that digital planner. So if you want to get that sale, get it while it's hot right now. It's only here for a month. It's a huge back to school sale, 10% off literally every printable that we have in our shop right now. So jump on it right now today. Get ready to kick off that back to school summit and check out our back to school summit as well, which is at highfivemotherhood.com and you can find it. We have all of the juicy details on what we're doing for the summit, but just think about anything back to school that is a pain point that you struggle with every single year and it's so stressful. We are addressing it this year, trying to help you to have a more enjoyable back to school season with your kiddos where you get to thrive and not just survive as a mom. If you're ready for this, get out of the summer fun and into fall on the run mode, then dive into that summit and make sure that you save your seats today. Okay, tip number three. It is important to create a kitchen shutdown routine. And the reason why I have this as part of the kids' bedtime routine is because this is an all-hands-on-deck approach, okay? This is where teamwork makes the dream work, right? <laughs> we are not meant to be our family's servants or maids. We are meant to be their mothers. We are there to nurture them and to teach them and to love them and help rear them in righteousness and in, you know, loving God and loving their family and prioritizing things and just all the good things, right? A kitchen shutdown routine should not be something that only mom does. Everybody took part in eating the food and creating the mess. Everyone needs to take part in helping to clean up. That just teaches them responsibility. It teaches them how to have an attitude of servitude, how to have an attitude of gratitude, and just how to be good housemates, right? Just how to be kind to one another and clean up after themselves, right? Each child... Um, one, one rule that we kind of go by at our family that totally works, you can do it when they're young or when they're old, doesn't matter, but each child can grab 10 things that they would like to clean up and put away. And then they wash their own dishes. If they are too young to wash their own dishes, they generally, um, especially if they're toddlers or older, they can at least take their dishes to the sink and then you can wash them if they're too small to be able to wash them. If they're a baby, obviously you would clean up their mess, but you would do the best you can to kind of let them help you, you know. They can hold on to a fork or a napkin or something to, as you're taking it to the garbage can, whatever it is, right? Or the sink. <laughs> Anyways, there's always something that they can do to help out. And you just kind of do what's appropriate for their age level, right? So a kitchen shutdown routine looks like whatever it is that you did for dinner, like you want to take it back to its original clean state. Okay. So our kitchen shutdown routine is just taking our messy kitchen back to the original clean state where it's sparkling. Okay. So we are all clearing the table. We are putting food away into like meal prep containers, making things ready for lunches the next day. Um, that's an awesome tip, by the way, if you have not heard that at all, um, I have another episode on it. I cannot remember the number. I'll have to see if I can link that in the show notes, but you can take your dinner, your meals that you have, the, your meal that you've created for dinner or whatever, you can put those into meal prep containers, have it portioned out in um, proper size portions or whatever for each person, however much is left over. And then you can have that ready for your lunch the next day. So you can put 
you know, a section for vegetables, a section for your mashed potatoes or your meat or whatever it is that you're doing and have it already sealed, ready to go in a microwave safe container so that you can take that to work with you and heat it up. Or, you know, if it's something that will work well in a kid's lunchbox, then you can then let them take that to school the next day, you know, whatever. So, or just you eating it at home with your toddlers or baby or whatever, you at least have a meal ready to go that you can just pop in the microwave, have a nice, healthy, warm meal where you don't have to try to prep the whole lunch in the middle of all the crazy that's going on at home, right? So there's a lot of benefits to cleaning up dinner together. That's one of them. Also, everyone is cleaning up their own dishes. So that helps you to have less dishes to have to worry about washing that night. And you can also um, establish a routine where a different child washes um, a load of dishes, you know, a different night each week. So you have like Mondays is going to be, say, Tom and Tuesdays are going to be Jenna and Thursdays are going to be Jill. I don't know. I'm just making up names, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like instead of you doing dishes every single night, maybe one of your older kids could do dishes, you know? So everyone's in charge of their own personal dishes, but as for the dinner dishes of whatever you cooked with, that can be something that can be a different person each night. So it's not all on you. You can also wipe down counters, tables, stools, chairs, any messes, you know, any sticky or anything like that is all wiped up and everything's kind of put away and then floors are swept. And if you need a spot mop, go ahead and do that. Um, washing the dishes, loading the dishwasher or emptying it if it was clean and then loading it um, and making sure that the whole, all of the dishes are either put in the dishwasher um, to wash and like to start the cycle and start it that night. So it can do it throughout the night and you can wake up to clean dishes or hand wash the dishes that need to be hand washed and put those away right then so that your kitchen is totally shut down, ready to go. So in the morning you can wake up to a clean kitchen. Okay. It's not, Okay, so it is very ideal to have that happen. It may not happen every night, but the more you practice it, the better you'll get at it and the more likely you'll be able to do it all the time and your family will get on board and it will be so much less stressful when all hands are on deck and everyone helps out to make the dream work, right? Like teamwork makes the dream work. So after our kitchen shutdown routine, we get into our kids' hygiene routine. So if you have older kiddos, this can work as you can kind of do like a you tag team it with your husband, right? One of you stays and works with some of them to finish the kitchen shutdown routine while the other ones like start their bath um, or shower or whatever, and then you can swap. So you're doing two things at once, but getting it all done at the same time rather than doing one thing and then the next. So depending on how many kids you have, their ages and everything, you can kind of decide what works for you and your family. But for my husband and I, it works for us to tag team it. And generally we have Everyone kind of help out with the kitchen shutdown routine. And then I just kind of finish up the last bit of it to kind of make sure it sparkles while we get, you know, him helping out kids with the bath or vice versa. He does the kitchen while I help the kids with the bath either way. So this is in the hygiene routine. Um, This is where we have baths and shower time. They're brushing their teeth and their hair, um, getting pajamas on, laying out clothes for school the next day, going potty, like anything they need to do kind of in their bathroom and bedroom type stuff getting that all done. So if they get that done early though, then they can play card or board games together, do a puzzle, read or draw with like mom and dad, stuff like that. It kind of gives them incentive to get all these things done quickly. So they have a little bit of time to play and have more connection time with the family and mom and dad. But that's totally up to you and your family how you want to do that. We generally try to keep this under like 30 minutes. um, But Sometimes it can be way longer or way shorter depending on how much they are motivated to get this done. It's pretty simple, but just kind of getting their hygiene and making sure that they're getting bathed each night, 
brushing their teeth, brushing their hair, going potty, all the things, right? Okay, so let's dive into number five. Before we get into number five, though, I just kind of want us to think through this and realize that this is a routine that works for me and my family, and I believe it can totally work for yours too. But I also know that we have to do things little bits at a time, line upon line. So if you are feeling overwhelmed and you feel like this is too much and there's no way in heck it's going to happen and you can't stick to this rigid time schedule and it's just too many things to fit in at once and it doesn't work with how your family life is right now and whatever, that's okay. Take a deep breath and remember that all hard things, especially all good things, are hard, right? All, all of these things that... I'm teaching you in this are not things that are going to happen all at once. This whole routine is not going to happen all at once. You're going to do it line upon line, precept upon precept here, a little and there a little, right? We're just taking a little bit of that elephant. We're taking little bites of the elephant until we can eat the whole elephant. We're not going to eat it all at once. Okay. It's just too much to chew, right? Take it one step at a time. Start with the end in mind, like we talked about and get that morning routine, knowing what time you want them up in the morning start with a bedtime. If you can at least get them to be in bed by the bedtime that you would like for like a week consistently, then you can start building from there. Okay. You start with what their bedtime is going to be and you work backwards. Okay. If you know what time their bedtime is going to be, then you're going to figure out, okay, what time do I need to have dinner done by? You can even do like a um, tracking what it is that you do. What are the steps that you do? What steps do you want to take to get them from dinner time to bedtime what kind of evening routine do you want to create? I'm here to give you a bunch of ideas and just kind of just blow up your mind with all these ideas, right? Tons and tons of ideas coming your way, but you only want to take in some of them, or maybe you want to take in all of them plus more. It depends on what you want to do, right? But get an idea of kind of what it is that you do. You can even track, okay, I did dinner and then we washed dishes and then we took baths or whatever, you know, write down the things that you do as you do them and just kind of track it for like a week to kind of see what it is that you need to do and about how much time it takes to do that. So you can kind of work backwards from that bedtime routine, like that bed time, sorry, the time you actually want them asleep and the time that you want to start the bedtime routine around dinner, right? And then just figure out about how many hours you want that to be, how long of time that's going to be, what time it should start, what time it should end. And then you can fill in the rest as you're able to. Okay. So take a deep breath and just think all I, all I have to do to move the needle forward this week is I just need to designate a a hard, fast bedtime for them to be in bed by. They may or may not be asleep, but at least I want them in their beds by this time. Let's start with that, right? So there's always one thing that you can do to move the needle forward. Think about that one thing instead of all the things, right? You can take notes on all this stuff so you can build up to what it is that you want for your bedtime routine and your evening routine with your family. But start with one thing at a time. Start with the bedtime routine, right? Starting not the bedtime routine. Start with the bedtime and then work backwards. Okay. So you've got this, take some deep breaths, (laughs) realize again, it's not going to happen all at once. It's going to be happening over time, but I'm just here to give you the information for you to then build on as you're able to. All right, let's dive into number five. Okay. Number five is the kid's bedtime routine. I like to call this KBR. So when I'm doing it, my, um, HFM productivity planner, which by the way, are now on sale. They're on Amazon and Vervante bookstore. Um, We might even start selling them maybe on Etsy or other places. But for now, that's where they're at if you are wanting to get one of those. And this is where I put in my my block, right? My, My kid's bedtime routine is a block within my block schedule each day that I know this is the time where we're gonna get in our bedtime story 
are come follow me your scripture study this you know if you are a christian and um you want to implement any sort of religious or spirituality into your bedtime routine this is a great time to do it it's a great time to get in that bible study or scripture study your come follow me curriculum um, whatever it is that you're wanting to do to teach your kiddos. You could sing them some hymns or songs, say prayers together as a family, whatever it is, bedtime story, just regular, like reading a book, whether you read a book to them or they read to you or both, you know, anything where you can connect, but it's more of a calming, soothing time where you're having connection, but it's at a lower energy level and things are more calm, okay? The kitchen shutdown routine kind of ends dinner, right? And we kind of quickly get everything tidied up. It's kind of like fast paced, right? Then we get into the hygiene routine where it's kind of fast paced, but we're slowing down because we're getting like baths and we're brushing our teeth, getting our pajamas on, laying out our clothes. So it's still, we're still doing things, but we're still kind of winding down. And then the kid's bedtime routine is just kind of where everything is more chill. Everyone's sitting, everyone's more calm. They've kind of, the the whole point of this evening routine is to get us from high energy levels and active and and all of that down to winding down into getting ready for quality sleep, okay? So just think about that as you develop your kid's bedtime routine. What is it that you want to do to have connection with them right before bed that helps them to wind down but also fills them up with joy, okay? So for us, we love to implement anything gospel that we can during that time, getting our prayer time in, our scripture study. We love to do things like a bedtime story or, you know, recite affirmations and and have the kids say I am statements like I am brave, I am beautiful, I am strong, I am whatever, right? Those are great things to do right before bed to kind of fill their tanks with love and joy. And then just after all of that is done, then you let them go up to their room and you let them, you know, turn their lights out and, and lay down. You can put on nice music or sound machine. It's really helpful. Like some quality sleep tips are it's important to have lights out and have it be very dark and quiet for your, for their atmosphere as they're going to sleep. This is best for quality sleep. So you don't have to do this, but if you are having a hard time with your kids falling asleep or staying asleep or um, having good quality sleep where they feel well rested and rejuvenated in the morning, it's important to make it a darker atmosphere, have it quiet, and also have it cool. If you have a cool temperature about 68 degrees Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit, <laughs> tongue twister, 68 degrees Fahrenheit is actually very ideal for quality sleep. Now, you can decide what works for you and your family, but if you are wanting them to get into a good deep REM sleep, that is actually the studies have shown that is the perfect temperature, 68 degrees to sleep well. Also, like I said, sound machines, white noise, or music is great to just kind of calm and soothe things down. But um, once they're asleep, it is good to have that turned off if you can so that they don't have to depend on it to stay asleep. Um, And then remember in the afternoon how important it is for them to be active so that they can get into good quality sleep because they are tired enough to fall asleep. Okay, so at least 30 minutes of outside play in the afternoon every day will help them to get that quality sleep that they're needing. And then a diffuser with like essential oils or a salt lamp, you know, therapy session or whatever is great to do as well. Um, You just do what works for your family. But these are some these are some sleep aids that will really um, create a better night's sleep for them and a higher quality of sleep for them. 
Anyways, this is the bedtime routine for your kiddos, your evening routine for your back to school time with your kiddos. I know that it is a lot of routines coming your way, but all of these will help so much. Remember that we're not here to do all of this all at once, right? We have so many routines that are coming your way. This back to school series is just chalked full of incredible amounts of information and a lot you know, for you to do as a mom. You cannot do it all, all at once. It's not going to happen. It, you will get overwhelmed. So try not to implement these all at the same time. These are routines that like for my family, for example, these are routines that we have built line upon line over time for years. This is not something that has happened very quick and very like, okay, I'm done. I'm good. I got it all done, right? No, it's happened over a long period of time. So Take that into consideration and realize these are all things that are helpful and beneficial, but you may have to do them one at a time and little bits of each one at a time until you build up to what you want for your family. Now, you may already have a lot of these routines in place and you're just needing to tweak a few things here and there that you want to kind of switch up or different ideas and things that you like from different episodes that we are giving out with this back to school series. Um, it's totally up to you how you want to implement this, but that is the best thing part of this whole podcast is I am just here presenting you all of the information that I can possibly muster up to give to you. And then I want you to just pick and choose what you want. Okay. This is a create your own adventure opportunity. You decide what you want your story to look like for your family. You decide what you want your morning routine to look like, your evening routine, your child's morning routine, your child's evening routine, their after school routine. I mean, we have so many different systems that we have ready to put in place to make this the best school year ever. And it just takes little bits at a time and a little bit of a leap of faith, right? Because there's a lot that comes to it. It doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but saying it and doing it are two very different things. And actually implementing implementing these um, routines and systems will take time and it will take a lot of energy and a lot of patience and it's not going to happen overnight. But I promise that if you stick to it and you try your hardest to to develop and create and establish these routines and these systems, it will benefit your family so much. It literally just lifts a huge burden off my shoulders. I feel like I can actually like wrap my brain around raising five children. It's a lot. Okay. It's a lot of work to raise kids. I don't care if you have one child or 10 or 15 kids, right? It takes a lot. Any, any amount of children, it takes a lot from you as a mom. So the, even the fact that you're trying to do better and you're trying to help them out and trying to be there for them, I say, like, I applaud you. I think that you are doing amazing things. So don't talk yourself down. Don't think you're doing awful or anything just because you don't have all these things in place or that you don't have things completely together as you want them to and everything's kind of rocky right now. It's okay. It's okay if you're overwhelmed. It's okay if you have a lot going on. It's okay if you feel like this is too much, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. What's There is something wrong with not trying and um, the fear of failure, okay? Instead of having a fear of failure, fail forward. Fail until you succeed, okay? Just like I believe it was Thomas Edison as he was trying to invent the light bulb, he kept on failing and he could not figure out why this wasn't working. Why was his invention not working? What is he doing wrong, right? And it took him, I believe, over a thousand tries, a, a thousand failing attempts until he finally had success, okay? 
It may not take us that long. It may only take us three or five times. I don't know, maybe 500 times, right? It depends on how much we try and and how much faith we put into this. And then on top of that, don't do it by yourself. Include your spouse. Include your family. Work together as a team. Talk about it and say, okay, what do we want our evening routine to look like? What do we want our morning routines to look like? Have that couples counsel, that family counsel to, to have this open family communication. Figure out what is going to work for your family and what they feel they can say, okay, I can do this. You know, what, what can they do? Work together as a team. It's all going to come together, I promise. I know it's a lot, but I promise you it will be so beneficial to your family and you will find so much more happiness, especially this school year. You will find more calmness, more clarity, more peace in your home as you create systems and routines because that is how we thrive. We thrive on routines, okay? And you and your family can too. It just takes one little step at a time. So do your best to take a deep breath and try your hardest to make this happen. I know you can do this. I believe in you and I'm so grateful you're here with me. Thank you so much for listening. All right, until next time, go on over and check us out on our Facebook group at High Five Motherhood Mamas Group or come on over and hang out with us on Instagram at High Five Motherhood. For more mom life hacks, homemaking, productivity and time management tips and tricks, organization ideas, recipes, meal prep and planning and more. Okay, there's so much information on there that you can enjoy in between each episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to click subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you found value in today's episode or from this podcast in general, Take a quick screenshot of this podcast and share it on your stories on Instagram or post it on Facebook because remember, sharing is caring. (laughs) Well, ladies, that about sums it up for this week. As always, I'm cheering for you and I'm here for you. I want to help you and support you to do your very best. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Thanks so much for listening, ladies, and we'll see you next time.